Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, South Kakalaka! Don't you dare be sour! Clap for your world-famous two-time champs and feel the power! It's a new day, yes it is! For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-pack radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news, the home of the beta rank college football statistical model. This is the Pac-4 podcast. My apologies. I was, but before we start recording, we're still getting used to simulcast, right? I think we got our sound right. I got the, the ring light and everything. I think, I think we're in better shape than we've been ever. I feel great, Rob. I just worked out. Um... <laughs> I, just in time. I'm, I'm, yeah, just in time. I'm scrolling Twitter, right? And every video that I'm seeing right now is basically a reproduction of an office or I think you should leave video where they have, you know, the they, they basically superimpose your team's mascot over the teams that are rejected by one one conference or the other. So it's, it's really fascinating. Um, a lot to talk today. We're, we are going to do our Oregon and our, our Oregon State preview. Like I want to I want to continue to focus on the actual teams because these are two fascinating teams in the conference that I think will be really interesting as we move forward into the 2023 and uh, in the 2024 season. Uh, joined by Rob Barron, as always, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your school and, you, and w- what you want out of college football. Uh, big news, obviously, dropping yesterday. I was on a plane and driving all around California at the time, so uh, I look at my phone and and, and lo and behold, you have, of course, Oregon and Washington bolting to the Big Ten. And then you have, of course, the corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, which had already done so, moving to the Big 12, which leaves, which leaves, unfortunately, like one of my favorite fan bases in the Washington State uh, Cougars. You have Oregon State and, of course, um, Cal and Stanford without a home. Cal, of course, spent its like $7 million to make sure that the football stadium that it put on its fault line was in good shape, only to not be part of a conference. And here we are, Rob. How are you? <laughs> I mean, uh, wow. I mean, it's definitely been, uh, I've had better days. I mean, even though, uh, you know, the alma mater did find a landing spot, like I'm a, I'm a huge Pac-12 fan. My sister is an Oregon State alum. Um, she she wanted to she wanted to get a dog and name it Mike, Mike Riley so that she could talk to Mike Riley during the games. Um, so <laughs> it is like deeply sad to to be sitting here having you know lost the Pac-12 to what is essentially like, um, for lack of a better way to put it, Fox and ESPN just didn't want anybody to sign a contract with Apple. <laughs> like just. Yeah. Like, just such a stupid, stupid reason to lose a conference. Yeah, I was, you know, once Colorado went, you kind of assumed that the the other shoe would drop. And I was curious on what the terms would be and that kind of stuff. So it kind of seemed like it was 
pretty much etched in stone that Arizona Arizona State was going to leave. Although Michael, you know, find a friend like that's as loyal to you as Michael Crow is to the Pac-12. My goodness, that guy just was held on to the bitter end, man. He's like, hey, we can if we all still wish it, we can make the best yearbook ever. Still, right, everybody? And then you know, at the very end, he's he's still kicking and screaming as he's going over to uh, the Pac-12. Um, and I'm del- it's Michael Crow, right? That's yeah, yeah, the, he's the, the Arizona ASU president. State. All right, yeah. yeah, I just want to make sure. I always mix him up with the Oregon State president because he was also like fiercely and inappropriately loyal to Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's kind of mixed them up. So uh, I thought that you know that was kind of interesting, but really what what jumped out was, and you know this a little bit more in depth than I do, but there was there was news that the Pac-12 was gonna was gonna stay together, the Pac-11 or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden you have the Big Ten coming in and offering Oregon and Washington kind of a, a, a life raft uh, and and $30 million each for them to jump with like escalating money as the, the years go by. I, I did think it was interesting when you finally had there, – there's I want to talk about that, but, but I think let – me, let me back up for a moment because there was two just – things that made me like die laughing when it came to the actual Pac-12 Apple contract. The first was we've been waiting for this for like a year and a half, right? And then Apple's like Apple drops the the contract and they say, "But this is going to expire in 24 hours." Like it like it's a message from Mission Impossible, which <laughs> that was just so stupid. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know who also told me that? The used car salesman that said that I can only get this offer if I sign today. Right. And then you leave and then they call you back after like 3 weeks and say, oh, "Okay, remember that offer? We will give it back to you." <laughs> so, there's that. And then the second portion that I thought was fascinating was you know, it was like 20-ish, you know, low $20 million per school was the, the ended up being the contract for the Pac-12 that, of course, wasn't signed. But the thing that just jumped out for me was there was like these kind of Avon-type incentives. Like, now if you tell a friend and they recruit a friend and they recruit a friend, then you're yeah. going to make $10 million. And it just kind of seemed when when you have a bunch of schools who's who kind of want stability, right? You, you want to be able to at least project a general baseline. And I guess maybe the baseline was 20 million and then everything else was gravy if you're able to do it. But it just seemed like, look, I, I appreciate incentives and sales incentives that are incredibly important. Um, but at the end of the day, when you took a look at what the PAC 12 had and just the, them having to grind almost like a, like a band that's trying to make it. And then they have to drive ticket sales to the venue. Yeah. It just, I'm like, what are, what are we and like, are we right out of college and just trying to get a first job? Like, I don't understand what this is. And th- those two things I think ended up being a problem. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, I mean, full disclosure, I, I, I work at a company that buys video advertising. Like, so we, like I, I am literally in conversations about buying streaming advertising and buying linear advertising every single day. <laughs> this is how I, I know a little bit about how the industry works. Um, and the, the, I mean, the way Apple is positioned that deal makes sense if you're a streamer, right? Like you don't have some tax that you can go apply in cable fees to like a bunch of subscribers, whether they're going to watch it or not. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, and so they have to have incentive. Like, I mean, if they give you some flat number, you as a partner are not incentivized to go like make sure you get enough signups to make it economically work right and so like you saw this with the mls deal and yeah and look the mls has struggled until they got messy on to to really hit their numbers to to bring in some of the extra money um 
But I do think, I mean, I, I think, look, I mean, this is the, these are the kind of deals that are coming. Like the, the ability, you know, like I, I, I try to point this out because um, in my, in, in the industry itself, right? Like streaming is, is, is here, you know, you're already looking at 63% of cable subscribers are over 68 years old, right? Like ESPN is getting shopped by Disney looking for an equity partner. It's not the moneymaker anymore. It's a potential financial liability with all the outlays that they have. Um, and the de- massive decline in cable subscriptions. I mean, by 2027, they're looking at, at potentially losing 35% more of cable subscriptions of what already is a much smaller number. Um, and on their own, right? Like people have projected out that if you were going to try to make ESPN profitable as a streaming service, it would be $50 a month on oh, its snap. own. <laughs> so like, so it's like, I do under, like when people are running around right now. And I think if you're listening, like if you see a lot of like college football writers and stuff, like almost everyone that they have an industry source in is like some white haired linear dude. Right. Who's like uh-huh. streaming. What is that? Right. Like no one wants to be on streaming. And I don't think like, look, I mean, it's, it's clear that yes, yeah, streaming isn't there right now in terms of eyeballs. Um, but I think this really could have worked for the PAC 12. I, I talked to someone this morning, um, who would know. And I mean, literally talks with Oregon and Washington in the big 10, that reporting that you saw by the athletic and by Yahoo that reported that talks had not had kind of fallen apart overnight. That was true. Everyone was coming into sign into that grant of rights meeting. And then at the 11th hour, the big 10 comes back. And the fact that Oregon and Washington take the $30 million tells you where the holdup was. It wasn't on their side. The holdup was on the big 10 president's side, right? Like, you know, the fact that they would take a low, an offer that low tells you they would have taken that offer no matter what, right? Like the holdup came from Fox needed to get the big 10 presidents involved. And this really comes, I mean, and, and you know, there's a great article in the New York times, which if you go to my Twitter feed, I gift it out that anyone can read that is about the economics of like, cause Bob Iger, the Disney chairman went on uh, CNBC and said like, Hey, we're, we're probably looking for an equity partner for ESPN. And people were like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Sent shockwaves through the industry. And they're looking for a partner that is probably either can help them figure out streaming or a partner that is a sports league that can help them cap costs in the future. Um, but they haven't, I mean, like the amazing thing with streaming is like, if you think of like all that IP that Disney just bought, the fact that they have their own IP and Disney and they just bought out Fox of Hulu and like, and you throw ESPN on there, they couldn't make that bundle work economically. Right. Like, which is wild. I know. So like people are still struck. Like, so like, I I mean, it's funny to, but but like, if I can just, it it was expensive. I mean, I looked at that too. Cause I said, Oh, that's interesting. I can get Disney. And I, and I looked at the price and I'm just going, this isn't like, you know, I'll just, I'll just bum off of somebody else for a bit. Like, I you know. <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing of like, I mean, I had somebody come back and they're like, yeah, but we'll be with you. Like, cause like, I was like, hey, you know, the Apple deal is not quite as bad as you think. Like nearly all of these deals are going to have some streaming component in them in the future. Like congratulations, big 10 enjoy some Peacock games, right? Like all your basketball's going yeah. on Peacock practically. Oh, um, you know, like that big 12 deal has a ton of streaming on it. Um, you know, with ESPN plus, like that's going to be the big 12 network is basically ESPN plus. 
but like people were saying like, Oh, we'll be on ESPN and it'll be super accessible. I'm like, guys, like that's not the future. Like within, the, within the next couple of years, that is not going to be the future. You can't go back. Like ESPN has been paying and Fox has been paying for these massive rights deals that they've been making by upping subscriber fees. So even as they're losing cable subscribers, they're upping the rights fees that they're charging the cable companies and then passing them on to consumers. But that makes their problem worse because like the more those go up, the more cable subscribers you lose too. Um, so they put themselves in like a bit of an adverse selection, but like within the industry, people believe that they out, that they actually overpaid on the big 10 and the sec and the big 12 to keep Apple and Amazon out this round. Um, and this feels like this time around, like you remember the old PAC 16 and NBC was going to come in and yep. I mean, and mm-hmm. be the partner for that. And Fox and ESPN were like, no, not happening. We're not letting NBC get involved in this. And they offered a bunch of money on to teams to stay. They offered Texas, the Longhorn network to yeah, lure them back network, yeah. right from that just in order to kill it. Like these guys work together on this. And so like out of this, you get everybody basically gets the pack, some PAC 12 schools for West coast prime at about 30 million a year (laughs) right like (laughs) i mean like everybody i mean i'm sorry like i know that every i know the story that you are getting from the folks on in the media is like the big 10 did this and blah 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 but even like espn's like big 10 reporter like quoted one of the big 10 presidents saying is like the network runs the conference yesterday and i was like duh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so, so I, I want like one question. Um, I'm, I'm in the middle, like, so I just got back into Twitter and, and like, right when I jump on like 17,000 people have seen this tweet I sent out about USC. I'm actually <laughs> the thing that we I saw the thing that we literally said about USC since like 2014 about like, yeah. if the PAC 12 wants to get it, like get things going, like it really does need USC to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, so just some, some, some clarification, right? Because because somebody basically said that um, you know USC was right to leave the the Pac-12 because they didn't treat them right and they they held down the conference and stuff. Look, I grew up in Southern California. I got interested in college football um, literally from the Orange Bowls, where where yeah. USC like dangled Oklahoma and like and, and Iowa and tore their tore their insect limbs off one by one. I mean, like that's those teams got me interested in college football. I want USC to be successful. And watching them for ten years just really destroy any any national right. Like that's why you had Stanford. That's why you had Oregon. They were filling the gap that USC left behind. So the argument I was making is not that USC shouldn't have been like it isn't a premier program. It is, um, but it, it, at the same time, you have a lot of USC fans, you know, doing that 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 meme of Wolverine, you know, looking at the picture uh, and the picture is Pete Carroll. Like they were looking at that picture yeah. for 10 years while Clay Helton and a Sark that wasn't quite s- sober yet. And he is now, which yeah. I'm really excited about, uh, but he wasn't at that time. And they kind of knew that, like they didn't do their due diligence right. on that. That harmed the program. Um, so for 10 years, you had a, a premier program that is a national power that it does have national. So the only blue blood in the conference. Yes. And they were in the top 25 and, and USC fans are like pointing to, Hey, we were in the top 25. I'm like, dude, you're USC. Like I, I remember what you can be and you remember what you can be. So the, the bummer is, you know, they, they stopped the the conference from expanding and then they bolted the big 10. We've already talked about that. That would, that was really shysty. Um, and like, and the bummer is 
they finally have their act together, right? I think Lincoln Riley, like, look, this program's awesome. I really, really enjoy watching Caleb Williams play football. It's right. a privilege to watch that. Lincoln Riley is a coach that is going to put them in the right spot. He's ruthless, right? He's throwing money at people like that are part of other teams and he doesn't care. Right. And that's kind of unfortunately where the, where the, the college football is right now, but he's doing it right. Like he's willing to, he's willing to, to get in that. Yeah, mud I mean, they, they picked Arizona's pocket. I mean, they took Arizona's yeah, oh, yeah. Three, three of Arizona's very best players. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They just pull, pull them away. And, uh, and that's what you need to do to win a national title. And now they're going to another conference. That That's the bummer. Whereas I wanted that, for 10 years and I finally got it you know what I'm going to get it for two years before they're gone and that's, yeah. that's a bummer that's a bummer well you're in a different I mean like the Pac-12 is like look it's not the SEC it's not like I mean the SEC Alabama could go hire you know like what was the kids the Shula kid that sucked like you can make a bad hire at Alabama and it's fine because like Florida someone else will pick up the slack right like yeah. that's the way the, like the SEC is like a Gorgon right like there are just so many heads on this monster you know like um, the Big Ten's a bit different I mean they do have some really big fan bases in there for sure and some of those have not had some great years of late but like Ohio State I mean and you've been to Columbus but like I cannot I cannot overstate how big of a fan base Ohio state is like we could, we could quit the PAC 12 podcast today and start an Ohio state podcast exclusively that, and we would be easily the least popular Ohio state podcast. And we would still probably generate like six times as the number of listeners. (laughs) Like it is just, (laughs) just, it is, it is bananas how big Ohio state is and Ohio state almost never has off days. Right. Like, I mean, they don't like they're, they are yeah. consistently really good. It is a hard job to screw up. They raise millions. I mean, they have like a $200 million rainy day fund. Um, so like there's not, there's they like, but you were the PAC 12 is a bit more like that big 10 where you need, you need your moneymaker to just show up to work every day. Yeah. And yeah. man, the Trojans just were a total, I mean like hiring the dumbest people, as AD. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, the real problem, to be clear, the real problem was not the coaching hires. The coaching hires were a function of the idiot athletic director hires that they made, which were like, hey, man, this guy played football. Uh, let's make him the athletic director. Surely that will work, right? Like, I mean, yeah. people who had across their careers, like had no experience hiring. They're like, USC's like, yeah, man, that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, you know, like we can, we can dwell on it for, for a while. I guess one, one of the questions I had for you was, you know, I feel really bad for Washington state and Oregon state yeah. because those, those teams tried. Um, I mean, look, the Wayne Tinkle contract was like, just, we talk about bad, bad contracts and <laughs> dumb ADs, but, but, but on the football side, right. We're a football podcast. Jonathan Smith, great you know and even like look even gary anderson before that at the time looked like a good hire yeah, before from Wisconsin. yeah 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 um and then of, of course what they were able to do before that like those oregon state games with the uh, with the rogers brothers like they've had a really good string of good hires all they've done is be really solid and punched above their weight for the most part outside yeah. of the crater that was the gary anderson um and then and if you look at washington state you know mike leach um Take all the off-field stuff about um, Rolovich aside. I do think that that was a creative, inspired hire. Like I would, it would have been interesting to see yeah. what that looked like 
years, right? Because he had the run and shoot, and it's just yeah. interesting and different. And um, and of course, what they were able to do now with Dickert, th- those are good hires. I think they've really tried. And on the basketball side with Washington State, they they've tried some stuff too that I think is interesting with their most recent hire from San Francisco. Um, they don't have a home right now, and then you have Cal and. Stanford. Right, right. I mean, like, as we talked about on the last podcast, like, going literally going door to door. Have you heard the good news about Cal football? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you think? The, what do you think the most most likely scenario is for them so look it's they're in a t- i mean clearly they're in a tough spot right like they're no one is gonna esp i mean yes yes so funny like there was a great like so the you know they remember last year when the sec was debating going to nine games they went to espn and they said we'll go to nine games and espn said we're not going to pay you pay you any additional dollars for that because espn doesn't have the money <laughs> to go give them that uh-huh. so espn does not have the money i think right now to go over pay and i and I'm, I'm not i'm not saying this in a harsh i'm not trying to be a jerk i'm just in a pure business sense espn does not have the money right now to go give oregon state and washington state and cal and stanford an above market valuation they don't have cash for it. Um, so they're not going to get that $30 million big 12 deal. I would also say it is unlikely that the big 12 looks at them as long-term partners as somebody they could bring in on prorated deals, um, where they're going to be able to make it up. I mean, I gotta be honest. I'm not sure Oregon and Oregon and Washington are ever revenue plus for the big 10. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure they are. I think there's a pretty big gap between the valuation. I think they actually end up bringing the average valuation down by the time we get to the next contract. That's it. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, I just, I, it's hard to see. Yeah, I mean, like, so here's the, here's one possible. I mean, there's, there's two possibilities. One, I mean, really there are, I mean, maybe Stanford could go independent or something crazy like that. I don't know who's going to buy that contract, but sure you know, Stanford goes barnstorming. Like you do, you do not want to be coming up with an independent schedule a year out. Good luck, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> trying to find enough open dates to make that work. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I just think for Stanford or for those teams is like your options are you join the Mountain West, right? Like the Mountain West takes you in. Um, The other one is, and look, the Mountain West can, if enough teams say we want out, it it can dissolve, right? Um, 
And so they could invite in teams from the Mountain West. I know people are saying like, oh, you can't get past the the grant of rights. It's like a 30 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get enough teams to vote for it. You get a super majority and they can basically vote to end the, the conference. Um, and then and then join, you know, the Pac-12. What, you know, and then they would just join on to that con, you know, whatever that con, <laughs> whatever that's going to be. Um your your options there are probably I mean like for, are probably get you slightly slightly better money if you can convince a majority of teams in the Mountain West to jam out of the Mountain West and come to you you would I mean and I grew up in Wyoming but you would probably want to cut somebody like Wyoming which is like the smallest population of any state in the country right <laughs> like I mean you probably are looking to at that point like cut the smallest earners in the Mountain West out but you're looking at like eight nine million dollars a year maybe so with them you know but like you want to keep the number that you're like it's tough because like you want to keep the number that you would bring along really small um as small as you could get it and still get enough votes to per- perhaps dissolve the mountain west that's that's or, or i mean i guess like three and i don't i haven't had a chance to read this Canzano just reported out that there is a bunch of money within the conference that those four schools are sitting on like 400 million dollars of which they can i think mostly use for themselves <laughs> um i don't i have no idea how any of that's going to work out um it would it would be like i think we've talked about this before um and I've, i forget where where else i heard it but if you're cal do you want to play football? Like, I mean, like the Wilcox hire is, is, was, I mean, he's a real football coach, so I'm not right. Trying, but it just seems like the rest of the administration is like, yeah, I mean, yeah, take it or leave it. And it would be really funny to me if UCLA is still paying Cal uh, to not play football. Right. It's, it's almost like the equivalent of a coach. Like, you're I mean, if you're UCLA, you're like, you're like desperately like nudging Cal of like, are you sure you want to do this? Right. Like, <laughs> but I, I mean, it is, Cal, I mean, Look, the West Coast got hit by demographic changes first, too, right? Like, California became majority minority a long time ago before the rest of the U.S. The rest of the U.S. is on that track. Like, the rest of the U.S., like, I think in U.S. elementary schools were already there, right? There's just lower engagement with football than there has been. Like, you know, high school player numbers are down nationally. Now, there are a couple places where they're up, but, like, nationally overall, they're down. Um, You know, like, I'm not saying, like... I mean, I, like, I, I just say this is like, I think in the long run trend, like I think college, like so, like some of the effects that we've seen in the West Coast of like disengagement with football, which like some of which is like USC sucking. Um, but some of that disengagement is going to come to the rest of the country eventually, too. Um, but like if you're Cal, like, I mean, you have your your student body. I mean, UCLA student body isn't terribly engaged. <laughs> no, oh God, no. Like oh. and USC, USC, like. USC has some engagement amongst their students. I mean, like, I think people also do actually care about going to USC for football too. But if you're going to UCLA, you're going to UCLA for the academics. Like you're going to Cal, you're going for the academics. You're going for Stanford. You're definitely going for the academics, right? Like, um, and I think there's just been a big transition as the population's that are less engaged with football first and foremost. And I don't say this, like, this isn't like a racial thing or anything like that. I just think, kids are growing up with less interest in football and maybe team sports in general right than we used to (laughs) like i look i look at my kid like we don't play a lot of team sports the way i did when i was growing up you know and like neither do his buddies 
So I just think there's like, I think things are like, I think those changes happened in California a while ago <laughs> and now they're coming to the rest of the place, but they're not like, that's not going to change for Cal, right? Like you're not going to, like you're not going to start bringing in a bunch of like students that grew up on football. They're not, it's not coming. Yeah. It just seems like that's a school where I think if you really gave the administration a choice and it came down to like, right. The, the money is so big that they just, I mean, you kind of have to say yes, but if the money's not that big, like why bother? Their debt you know? is huge. I mean, that's the, like, I mean, like main campus had to help them out. Like when I, I was joking, like, I mean, and I kid, like, I kid you not, like some, some like Oregon's, Oregon's president said that like, cause they're taking 30 million <laughs> and it's going to uh-huh. increase by $1 million every year. So they will be at like 36 million on the last year of the big 10 contract. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, so he said, but on average over our first 10 years in the big 10, it'll be 50 million. And I was like, Oh, I can do that math. That's easy. So I was like, so what's he projecting that they're going to make every year in the next big con- 10 contract. And right now they're like right around 60 million. He's projecting 96, 95 million for the next big con- 10 contract, which would be a, like a $30 million. And I was like, that's nuts. Like they really have no idea what's happening in TV and in what we would call video as we move to streaming for this at all. And like, they're going to be able to like the big 10 told them they could borrow against future earnings. And I was like, are they using that 96, 95 million as their, their baseline? Cause like, Holy uh, moly, that, these guys are going to go bust. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but Cal's there already. Cal is like up to their ears yeah. in debt. Main campus had to come in. They've had to bring in, you know, like several, you know, like, you know, try to be as creative as they could potentially be with advertising partners. Um, to you know bring them in that i think is sort of a it's a tough uh, i just think they're in a real tough spot right like i mean like they can't fold the football program they'll never pay off the debt and main campus doesn't want to take all that on like they've got to try to be somewhat revenue positive otherwise like the athletic department's got to declare bankruptcy (laughs) do it just do it i mean like why not let's just let's just do it if florida state is looking to goldman sachs or whatever for for private (laughs) equity i mean like this this is just so ridiculous uh florida state's in a spot that's not our like it's not our deal to talk about but like florida state's in a very like rent controlled contract with espn and then the only conference they can go to is the sec which is owned by espn why would espn do that just just get get some of that sweet sweet chinese money guys like we need the saudi you need you need somebody you need somebody that doesn't care about roi i mean the chinese in a lot of ways don't either so (laughs) so you know maybe maybe we split this up into two rob but like you know we can keep this streaming on our end uh anything else on because we didn't i I was like basically dead with the flu the, the last time the news came down on colorado but you know anything else on conference realignment? It, it's kind of a bummer. It's just it just is you know it's kind of the same thing. It's just stuff is happening, but we kind of knew this stuff was happening. I mean, I like I mean, I, I'll say this like I I think the second that uh, the second that Kliakov presented a, an Apple deal, the conference was dead, right? And I think he knew that. And people are like, why didn't he present the deal? They've had this deal for a year, and I'm like. I, th- yeah. I think he knew what was going to happen. I think he knew that Fox yeah. and ESPN were going to like basically pull the conference apart in order to keep them from signing with Apple. Um, so like, I mean, it's not that like, I, I just want to say like the PAC 12, like they made it like he, I think it takes a lot of heat. He said some dumb stuff in public 
fine. I think he had to sort of like rally the troops, whatever. I think they made one huge mistake. And then after that, I think the table was set. I think they let the big 12 get in. I mean, yes, like to your point, like not expanding, letting USC dictate that was, was dumb. Right. Um, but I think letting the big 12 get in front of them in getting a TV contract done that, that killed them. That was it. Like there was Mm. no more, there was no more big money left behind at ESPN and Fox. They had spent it on the big 12. Like that Uh, was it. Yeah. Right. Like, so like once they made that mistake, right. And ESPN and Fox just sort of like sat back under bidding Apple, you know, like letting him sit on that deal and seeing if he would come back down to their number, knowing that if he presented the Apple deal, that they were going to come do this to him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's that we almost should have led with that because I think that, is something that hasn't gone out there as much because everybody's just dumping all over him. And I'm I'm like, like like the guy, you're right. He did say some ridiculous things, but what are you going to say in these conferences? Like, you know, like you can't, yeah. yeah, If if you are waiting, I mean, like if you're waiting and I mean, he was just trying to buy time, I think to try to figure out something, but like, but to your point, the the early, the, the cake was baked early. Yeah. And that was when, that was when the action was supposed to happen. I think the one thing, what, I'm fascinated with this Big 12 conference because, and we talked about this a little bit before we were recording, but I mean, I, UCF doesn't make sense and Cincinnati doesn't make sense from like, from a travel standpoint and West Virginia doesn't make sense. I mean, like, uh, the Cincinnati one is like, oh, I can go to some away games. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> like, true. Yeah, it's that's an true. easy drive and it's a cool stadium. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if you're the four corner schools, you know, it, regionally it is it's not, it's not as bad. Like I think the big 10 looks stupid, right? Cause I mean, it just, it, that's such a long flight and you think of the baseball players and the softball player. I mean, like it's just yeah. it's dumb. The big 12 is a little bit more regional. It's a little bit more, um, quirky. Like, I, I just think it has more of, of that, that college football culture where you do have the small schools, you do have teams that like kind of have to work for it. Um, whereas the big 10 feels a little sterile, uh, yeah. right? I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be more sterile. Like, I think the big 10 and the sec are going to turn into what we thought it was going to turn into, which sucks. Like, I, I really don't want to watch that. I, I, you know, I have four kids now in like full-time job and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm looking at college football landscape and just going, you know, what, what, what part of this do I want to watch? And I, and I think the big 12 is part of that. I mean, the big 10 is going to have awesome football games and those players are going to be great, but I do think that there's going to be a more sterile environment to it as we keep moving forward. And as more and more money gets, gets spent, I just think it's going to be more professional and that's a bummer. Because like the majority of the big, I mean, like we talked about, like the big 10 is not a Gorgon. It's got, it doesn't have a many headed monster where you're going to be like Texas and Auburn, Texas and Georgia, Texas and Ole Miss, right? (laughs) It's going to be, uh, Washington, like Washington's not going to play Michigan every year. They're not going to play Ohio state every year. You're going to get, you're going to get some good games in there on the schedule, but you're going to get a lot of Iowa and Wisconsin and Northwestern and and Rutgers Rutgers and Indiana and Purdue. And, Oh, buddy. Like, yeah, I mean, like, so which, which are which to the point, like, that's a fun. Non, those are fun non-conference games, right? right? Like, that was the whole charm. It's like, oh, they're playing Purdue. That's kind of funny. Right. Oh, they're yeah. going down to West <laughs> Lafayette. How fun is that? But like, not in your conference games. You know, that's not what you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, but people are like, I mean, like the Big Ten is carried like I mean, like Fox Big Noon will basically like pick the Buckeyes against anyone. 
everybody, yeah, anyone, yeah. because it doesn't matter because that's how big a numbers Ohio state does. Right. Like, I mean, and they, yeah. they absolutely do. Right. But like, I like, it's not going to like, you know, like you're, you're in with the behemoth, right? Like, that's the thing is I'm like, yeah, you'll get some decent spots, but you'll be going up against like the three thirty sec spot, right? Like on ESPN, um, you might get like the primetime spot on, you know, the NBC, right? Like, um, but like, it's true. Like most, I mean the big, the big 10, I mean like adding USC was a really good get for them. Cause that's like kind of like adding another Michigan ish type school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that the, you know, the, the other one, like, I mean, Washington and Oregon, like that, that one, I'm like, I'm just like, I mean, it does make it a little easier. Cause like now you can say like Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA can all play each other every season. And then you sort of figure out pods or something like that. And maybe they can, who was it that had like no rivals? Was it like, like Penn state doesn't Penn have, state. Penn yeah, state Penn state doesn't no have any, they'll figure out some rivals for Penn state or something like that. Right. In this protected rivalries, but like, that like arranged marriage yeah i mean and it is true like penn state's i mean like penn state's like another one in there right but like you're not gonna get like you're gonna have so much like ho-hum like this sucks type games and like i get it that like i now i what i understand is is that like if you're a washington like if you're one of those fans you're like how is that any different than playing oregon state and the difference is is like history and distance like you probably know a lot of beaver fans right like you know yeah. a lot of Iowa fans out there in Seattle? <laughs> like, I mean, and it's that like, you know, oh, remember the Rogers brothers or oh, like, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of that where you just go there's a lot of history there. Yeah, I totally I totally feel you on like, that. I mean, that that's the, what the, makes it interesting and the fact that like Oregon State's really going to get up for that game, right? Like, I mean, you know, yeah. like they're going to give yeah. you a really good shot, you know, like and stuff like that. Like, but also I got to say this is like, cause I think part of what makes these games sound so interesting is we get re- like, man, he- like I care about like, and I often say like, it's not how you play. It's not how, whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Cause that's how the model evaluates you. Right. Like I really care about how you play the game. Um, yeah humans care about wins and losses. <laughs> like, we're wired to think that way. I mean, even as I watch Arizona, I'm like, I want wins and not lot, you know, like, and I'll take wins even if we don't deserve them. Um, that is not like, so like these teams are, they're going to take some L's. Like you are going to take some losses, um, in here, like Texas and like Texas and Oklahoma, like teams that are used to piling up gaudy records in, their own conferences. Part of what makes them attractive, really attractive matchups on the big TV to casual fans, right? Who are not fans of those teams is the gaudy records. And you're not going to have those now. Right. So like casual fans are maybe like, I mean, sure. Like Washington could be one of the best teams in the country. They also might have three or four losses towards the end of the season. Right. Like for casual fans, like, that's going to feel like a ho-hum game, at least until we maybe like get used to, you know, whatever the new records are going to look like, but that's going to take a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fascinating to see what, but I, I just, I just love the hipster, the hipster conference. Cause that's the pac 12 or the big 12. The big 12 is going to be the hipster conference <laughs> where it's like, Everybody tries like, you know, B- BYU is going to going to be feisty and, you know, it's going to be tough playing there. And, yeah. um, you know, Cincinnati is trying to figure it out. That's going to be kind of a disaster for a while. Cincinnati's but like, going to be Central bad Florida, this year. BYU is yeah, also yeah. going to be bad this year. BYU. BYU. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like just in, in general, like I, I think that you have you have schools that are committed 
um, to committed to football. Yeah. And that's not the, that wasn't the case with Stanford and Cal. And oftentimes like with other schools in the Pac-12 with the hires Colorado. that they were making, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Arizona, yeah. like, let's go hire Kevin Sumlin and just sit on him for a while. You know, there's just a ASU. Like, hey, let's hire her. Yeah. It just seems that the big 12 has this, th- there's a, there's a culture of college football there yeah. and that will be fun. And I just think that you're going to, there's just quirky teams and quirky coaches. And that, that, that's why I love college football. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm, ju- I'm curious to see what that looks like. We're not a basketball podcast, obviously. That's a, like a Goliath on the college basketball front, right? Um, the only thing I care about I is mean, like just, I don't want to go to Kansas City. I want to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I know exactly. <laughs> it was funny, like there was that one guy that was talking about uh, the T. He's like RIP T Mobile Arena. I'm like, oh, you must not have been around. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the MGM was the truth, man. <laughs> like yeah. the best yeah. part. Of, I mean, you're like new here, aren't you? There's like no. I mean, one there was like no bad seats in the MGM. And like, you're right, right on the court. I mean, every seat you feel like you're right on the dang court and there, but also it was like, you could walk out in between. I mean, the food in the actual MGM arena was terrible. I mean, like boiled water, hot dogs. I mean, just the worst food, but you could walk out into the casino and get get all the food you wanted from the casino restaurants and then come back in. It was great. And like yeah. so T-Mobile is like a s- sterile NBA type arena, NHL type arena. And you're like, yeah, all right, fine, whatever. Right. Like the MGM was, was great. Like, and you were like, you felt like you were like sitting like right with all the opposing fans. Like I went to an Arizona, the, the, he touched the ball. I was at the, he touched the ball semifinal with Arizona and UCLA. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it was nuts in there between Arizona and UCLA fans. Um, but like, that sounds like way more like I can't imagine, like, I like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm not going to Kansas's backyard for the, <laughs> for the Big yeah, 12 for tournament their, their in Kansas service. city. Like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's nice. There's lots of places that are nice. I've heard Indianapolis is nice. Like <laughs> I, uh, the T-Mobile arena reminds me of, um, you know, you know, like when, when a Sears, goes out of business and the, and they're trying to fill the spot and then a costume palace shows up, you know, and, the, and like, you know, for Halloween and they sell the things and they tear it all down. Yeah. Like that's what T-Mobile arena feels like. It feels like not re- feels temporary. Right. Like, you know, Oh, let's just hang all the banners up and then take them all down and hope that the, the building doesn't fall apart. Like it's so, it's just, a. I hate that. I, hate I mean, that I will say it. too is like, getting into a good basketball conference is fun. Like the big 12 is going to be a really fun basketball conference in the way that yeah. the pac 12 was very, very much not. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, know. Yes. I mean like no, no one cared about basketball. Well, talk about your else too, right? I mean, yeah. like Arizona's not going to be, it's not going to be an easy conference. Like you're not going to be able to run over Oregon state and Washington state. And like, I think that's that, a good that thing. A Cause I think Arizona and UCLA got, a wee bit placid. I think they got a little, little pudgy. A little pudgy. They did. They got, like, <laughs> there was some, like they went in the NCAA tournament with some gaudy records, and uh, they lost to some saviors of the world. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they they weren't they weren't running every day. Yeah. They were just you know every every three days. And you only when you only got to go out and beat Oregon State, like or Cal or Stanford. I mean, what's the big deal, right? Like, uh, all right, let's so. So we'll keep, we're going to keep recording, right? This is the magic of video. We're going to, and we're going to go into the Oregon. Do you have time to do organs? I do. Oregon.